Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm so glad that you are tuning in once again, and I'm thrilled about today's show because I have a couple on, which is so much fun, and I also got to be on their amazing podcast, and you guys, I am a little bit obsessed, and maybe you'll see why, and maybe you already follow The Skinny Confidential on Instagram, or maybe you already listen to their podcast. Either way, I had the best conversation with them and I had a blast on their podcast too. And I'm not going to lie, I secretly also want to be a fashion blogger like Lauren Everts Bostick. And also, she's like fashion blogger slash mindset coach slash podcaster slash all around amazing human. She definitely wins the Slashy Award and the Flashy Award. I don't know. I'm just making this up. Okay. So I have 
Lauren and her amazing husband, Michael, on the show. Lauren Everts Bostick is the creator of The Skinny Confidential, a blog, book, podcast, and YouTube channel. Lauren helps women live their best lives by sharing everything from wellness and beauty to business and real life tips. The Skinny Confidential is all about having kale in one hand and champagne in the other. Yes, that is like my dream life. So you can see why I was so in love with this woman. And her husband is just as amazing. I'm telling you, he's absolutely incredible. So incredibly kind and offers so much value and just amazing conversationalist. Michael Bostick is a brand builder and entrepreneur. He's the CEO of Dear Media, a podcast production company highlighting women's voices. Michael is also the co-host of The Skinny Confidential, him and her show with his wife, Lauren, where they interview experts on topics ranging from fitness and skincare to business and addiction. And you are going to fall in love with this couple who is about to add so much value to your lives. So make sure you go and follow them and most definitely listen in and share this podcast if you loved it. So let's get started. You guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here. I am with Lauren and Michael of the Skinny Confidential right now. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. I like how you're being described of the Skinny Confidential. You just slid right in there. I He's like, hi, it's right me. In. It's my show. Yeah. <laughs> slid right in. So you guys, we're in person right now, which is so much fun. And I'm looking out at this awesome view. And I had like a, I did a little workout before I got here. And when I say workout, I mean, I parked in the wrong spot and sprinted here because I was freaking out about being late. Do you count your um, steps? <laughs> I didn't count my steps. I count my I steps. So I would have been really happy about that. I park far away from wherever my destination is. It's usually awesome until I saw that I was late and I'm like, this is the worst first impression ever. No, 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 no. It's okay. You're talking to the queen uh, of late yeah. over here. Oh, I'll see if I would have known that. Just I'm working text on me. it. Yeah. <laughs> It's, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm from the Midwest and it was not hard to be on time there because if you were 10 miles away, it was 10 minutes to get there. 20 miles away, 20 minutes to get there. Here, seven miles could be an hour. That's be longer, why I depends. found you have to get an Uber if you're an entrepreneur because you can multitask in a passive way. So mm. you're driving to where you're going and you can work on your phone or your computer. So that's, that's the so trick, true. I feel. An Uber or a driver? That's coming. <laughs> I'd love a driver if I'm being honest. Why are you looking at me? Well... <laughs> He can drive me around too, you know, yeah. whatever works, as long as <laughs> I can true. get my stuff in. No, LA's brutal. LA's brutal. Mm, and you know what? This, this building's, I can see why it's confusing. There's like multiple colors and floors. Like, it's, this worry. building is extremely confusing. Yeah. Nice view though. Yep. It is. Not so bad. It is. <laughs> the, the guy who helped me was like, you're in the parking structure right now. I was like, that's why I can't see floor nine. That's good. Okay, I got it. There's 20 different color yeah. buildings. It's true. So I want to know all about you guys because this is honestly, I'm so excited to meet you, number one, because your energy is amazing. And I feel like we're so in the same space. So I'm really excited to dive in with another couple, even though my better half is not here. But I would love to know. First of all, how you guys met and then how you got started doing what you're doing right now. Holy shit. We got to. Yeah, you got to go Can we cuss on this podcast? I don't know. Yes, no. you can cuss on this podcast. Okay, I'll keep it to a limit. <laughs> I don't know if we have that much time. I mean, Michael. We're going to test you. We're going to test and see if you can bring it. We met when we were 12 years old. Oh, wow. Yes. We met in sixth grade. I was like five foot 11 and Michael was four one. <laughs> Just don't women bloom a little bit earlier than men okay yeah I bloomed no I was I was actually five seven my height and he was he was four one but <laughs> listen no bullshit she showed up to the school and she was fully developed and I was like you know a 12 year old boy right. and I said oh my god I thought it was the substitute teacher I was like this is my lucky day <laughs> I didn't know she was a student yeah I didn't look like a student and I saw Michael and Michael was so cute when he was young like mm. I have like a weird fetish with how cute he was and he was I talk about it all the time he gets really creeped out but um <laughs> I we like started dating I'm putting quotes because it's you were 12 and we <laughs> dated from when we were 12 to 15 and we broke up and I went for the older guy that mm. you know that quintessential story that we yes. all have um, and he dated someone in our grade and we just kind of separated, but we always found each other coming back to mm. each other in high school. Um, not dating though. Yeah. Then after high school, we went to college 
and separately. I, separately, he went to Arizona. I went to San the Harvard State. of the desert. Okay, the awesome. Desert. And you know, we dated other people, and we just at around twenty one, he convinced me to go to Vegas with him, and the rest is kind of history. We've been together for probably like ten years. Wow. We were dating for six years. We took our sweet time because we definitely both beat to the tune of our own drum. We were engaged for four years. Mm. Finally, got married two years ago. So that's act- that's longer than ten years. Have yeah, run businesses together, married, yeah. have you know teammates, dogs, teammates. Mm. chihuahuas. Yeah. Lots of chihuahuas. No, yeah, yeah, we're a solid team at this point. Yeah. We're not managing did I, to kill I, each other. I, I, I missed a couple uh, stories within. We glazed over. We glazed over. glazed a over few, life. A few <laughs> stories, yeah. but that's how we met, Yeah. essentially. Amazing. So now, have you guys always worked together, or when did that start? We started working together. Well, I so I launched the Skinny Confidential when I was uh, at San Diego State. Okay. And Michael, I can let you kind of tell his entrepreneur journey before I hop in. No, um, so my background is a tradi- I'm an entrepreneur, right? By trade, um, I couldn't live or breathe in a traditional work environment. Yeah. I have to have my own thing going on. Um, not that there's anything wrong working for somebody else. It's just for me. I know I don't you perform. Know I, d- I don't perform. I mm-hmm. never have, right? When I was in high school and middle school, you know, I worked as a gardener. I worked at McDonald's. I've done mm-hmm. all the jobs. I was fucking terrible. <laughs> it's the worst, right? Um, so yeah. Out, straight out of college, I got involved in the real estate market. That was 2008, one of the dumbest years to get into that market. Mm-hmm. Um, got my face slammed in and then had to pivot. And this is always kind of a weird segue, but I started a company called Jetbed, which makes we make beds for corporate and private aircraft. Mm-hmm. And we did it as a side kind of passion project. And now I've been operating that business for 10 years. And from there, I didn't know anything about marketing. So I had to figure out how to market to that niche. And I started learning how to do that online, right? So through Google, Facebook, in the early days when you could, you know, turn on an ad and get four or five, six hundred percent ROI, mm-hmm. which was crazy looking back on it now because it's so competitive. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, you know, because w- I was marketing the direct to consumer space, Lauren had her, her blog, The Skinny Confidential. And I said, hey, I think maybe I can, I can help you and assist you here. Cause mm. Well, actually, I had an idea for The Skinny Confidential for a year and within that year we were out to dinner one night and I was telling him all the ideas and how I wanted to build the foundation and I was so meticulous and knew that I really wanted to build a brand it wasn't Mm -hmm. just a blog and so with that I you know had I always say I had textiles and colors and everything on my wall of how I wanted it to look and one day he looked at me and he's like will you just launch like I was taking too long yep um and and so I launched it and and as it started to gain ammunition because I was a broke bartender at this point like no money living at my godparents house we were not living together Mm. um teaching pure bar and pilates and he was like launch so I launched and like I said as it started to gain momentum about after three years he really started to come in and kind of you know help with the back end and from there after about five years we launched or six years we launched a podcast yeah well what what happened was we were getting so many messages to the dms or to emails and we were responding on an individual level whether it had to do with branding or marketing or how to work together relation whatever it was whatever Mm -hmm. the topic and we said okay how can we create something that reaches people on a mass level so we're not sending these individual responses all the time because we felt that we weren't doing the rest of the audience a service by responding only to the individual we still try to respond to individually but we wanted Mm -hmm. to address a lot of these topics um, on on a mass level so we started the podcast together I think too with the podcast, I think if you're out there and you're listening and you want to start a podcast, when we started our podcast, it was really about intention. Mm -hmm. And our intention was to bring the community together. It wasn't like this get rich quick, make money, grab what we can grab kind of scheme. I think, and when I launched the Skinny Confidential, it was the same thing. I didn't make a dime for three Mm -hmm. years. I've been Mm -hmm. blogging for eight years. I did not make $1. I was bartending for three years, paying the bills with that and Pure Bar and Pilates and Um, graduating from San Diego State and doing all that while I was building the brand. And I think the takeaway from our story is like we really had a strong intention of creating community, which Mm -hmm. I know you're so much about, um, instead of just like leading with the money. Mm. I find that so often that sometimes we can, you know, when people are thinking about building out their dream or doing what they think that they want to do, a lot of times they're like, how am I going to make the money right away? And I have, from everything that I've ever done, it's never worked that way. It's kind of been like, I'll make the money while I'm figuring out exactly what I'm really enjoying and what's fueling me. So for you guys, how, what are your um, income streams that you guys have coming in? So at this point, right, like we have still the marketing agency of Jetbed. Lauren has her business. And then the most recent venture that we're, where we're sitting right now is Dear Media, which is mm-hmm. a 
primarily female podcast network that I, I started with my partner, Digital Brand Architects, um, which is a influencer management company. And so we have those businesses. Then a lot of d- different passive investments, right? Like we, I've been involved in the tech space for a long time. Um, but really, like I try to keep whenever, and I think Lauren's the same way, whenever we're involved in a venture, we try not to be all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Like try to be very targeted. So I'd say right now, you know, we still have the agency. We still have jet bed and lauren still has the skinny confidential and, and michael has that. woo which is the coconut oil lube yeah, I have a, yeah. we have we have brands we're investing, but i'd really say the well. main the main thing right now that we're pushing is that i'm pushing is dear mm-hmm. media and she's pushing the skinny confidential mm, yeah. okay so when you said and this was so important because this is where i get all caught up and i think where a lot of people who are creative get really caught up in the shiny stuff the squirrels yep. like i'm just like oh that would be good or that would be great how did you know this they're all over that's an amazing analogy (laughs) that's a really good analogy I like it I am like such a squirrel person um so how do you know which ones you know are going to work for you because there's so many different ideas do you test all at once or you test one thing at a time and then you focus on that for a while because you do have a few things but how did you know when it was time to move on to the next one that's a really 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 good question like that (laughs) actually that's one of the better questions anyone's Mm. ever asked me i think you have to to figure out what your and michael always says this what your what do you say your your five month or your three month plan and your five-year plan is and then work backwards Mm. To make sure that it's lining up to the, not the end goal, but the eventual goal. Mm -hmm. I think like for me, I think it's, if you're doing everything, you're doing nothing. Right. Mm. And a a lot of people, and and you know what, I'm giving my introduction now, and obviously this is a brief interaction and a, in a real sped up uh, introduction of my life, but we're talking like, you know, I had the agency that's been going for, you know, seven years. We have jetpad that's been going for 10 years so i'd say the primary focus now those those are existing businesses that are up and running and they have a ton of help at this point so dear media now like the reason it made so much sense is lauren and i have been doing a podcast for the last two two and a half years now and we've had great success building community and audience in that space we've been with networks we've been self-produced um and i and i see that there was a real gap in the way one women are represented in the space and mm. two the way um, brands and audiences interact on the podcast space right you still hear those typical like radio reads that all of us fast forward through and don't listen to and i figured mm-hmm. like how how can you immerse an audience and a host in a cohesive way with brands and loop in digital channels social channels and present this content in a way that's valuable one to the audience because that's the most important two to the host who likes doing it and three get a benefit to the brands who are supporting these shows. So mm. that's that's kind of been our challenge here. But I think to go back and touch on what you're saying is when you're trying to do all these different things, and you're just like, oh, that's shiny over there. Mm-hmm. This Most of the time it's rooted in short-term decisions or short-term scarcity, right? Like I think if you're making decisions based on a short-term outcome, you're going to constantly have to make those decisions and mm. you're going to run into a lot of trouble. I mm. always say to create a compelling future and just like for the audience takeaway, I think if you're out there and you're you're confused, you should sit down with a piece of paper and you should draw out what your life, what you want your life to look like in seven years. And this is what I did with the Skinny Confidential. And so much of my blog is creating your own future as a woman. So you sit down and you map out exactly what you want in one month, two months, three months, and then you go, a year and then you go two years and then you go seven years and so when you can see that overall goal you can create systems to get to each step so even in the morning as small as waking up and making a list of the seven things that you need to do that day and and getting those seven priorities done before you do anything else is extremely helpful Mm. I think it's all about working backwards so you can get to where you want to be Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'll give yes. you another example too. Like if you, you, we've seen a lot of people getting attention in the digital space, right? A lot of influencers or bloggers. And we all know that one influencer blogger that said, Hey, this is my jewelry line, or this is my book, and this is my course, and this is my clothing line, and this is this and this. So you start to look and you're like, there's nothing special about those launches anymore. There's too many things. You can't pinpoint what they actually do because they do everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I assume that a lot of the launches are, they're great, but because there's there's not a real brand established there and there's so many things, it's really difficult to get an audience to connect with an individual brand on a really tight level, right? It's not like mm-hmm. a Nike or like whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like there's too many things going on. I mm-hmm. always say that think of your brand as an upside down triangle. So when you're first starting out, you're at the tip of the triangle and you're niching down so much. So when I launched the Skinny Confidential, it was only health and fitness because 
I was working in Pilates and Pure Bar. Since then, it's expanded out into that big open triangle. But what I did with it is I just talked about health and fitness for three years. Mm. Then I slowly started to introduce the characters into my life. I don't even think Michael was on the blog for for years. I mean, my grandma was a character on the blog. And then I started to show people were interested in beauty, but I spun it with wellness. And then I added that wellness spin to it. And then you just grow out to let the audience slowly get to know you instead of completely overwhelm them. I mm. think sometimes when people launch a blog, they call it a lifestyle blog. I almost think that that it's strategic to not launch as a lifestyle blog, but launches that niche. And then you can grow out later. You mm. have all the time. You just need to be patient and slowly grow outward mm, there's that word patient yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally That's me lacking. I was all over the place all over the place and I wondered why I wasn't you know things weren't catching like things were catching but not at the rate that I wanted it was just I was either always launching something and never giving myself time to even marinate in like the greatness to come right it was always because we got really good at being really good instead of being great and now we're just really focusing on what would be great what what is that next level of great but I think that you do have to kind of try and fail so what were some of your favorite huge failures that you think were absolutely necessary to get to where you are I mean, like I said, there's been, I don't think, I don't look at it as necessarily failure, right? Because I mm -hmm. think failure is admitting when you're done or like when you're mm -hmm. finished, right? Mm -hmm. For me, I look at it as setbacks and things you have to learn from. And I think that's what distinguishes true entrepreneurs from people mm -hmm. that are, that are trying to be right. Like you have to be dealing with gut and, and this is for anything. You, you deal with gut punches all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, learning more about ourselves and how we operate with people and understanding that we don't have it all figured out and understanding that that's okay mm -hmm. and that it's okay to take chances and then get you know slapped in the hand or slapped mm -hmm. in the head and say okay wait a minute like I need to take a step back and learn from these mistakes but I don't necessarily when I when I think about my career and when I think about Lauren's career it's never been something that's like oh I'm finished it's been more things like oh wait the way I'm looking at this is not is not completely true right I have to there's there's things I have to adjust and that's that's been the the hardest thing for somebody who's very type I type a and thinks they have it figured out right mm -hmm. I would say from a macro level my biggest failure is learning to manage a team I started as a bartender blogging in the bathroom you know on <laughs> breaks and I, I I was my own boss and I have you know, I instilled this discipline in myself where I would just get it done and, and figure it out. And so when I brought on more people, I wasn't a good boss. Mm. And that has taken a lot for me to be able to step back and listen to podcasts and read books and listen to audiobooks and learn how to be better and have you know my team members come to me and be upset about something that I'm not communicating I'm I can be really really in my head and I see the vision and I see clearly where it's going but I don't let the people around me know so I've had to learn to be more uh, verbal and it, that is still a work in progress and not something that I'm fantastic at it's not a strength but I'm working on it mm. from a micro level like a failure that I could just tell you a quick story it would be probably this thing called comment pods and I'm sure you've heard of this so if anyone's listening and they don't know what a comment pod is is it's basically when 15 bloggers and there can only be 15 because that's how much you can fit in an Instagram message get on an Instagram thread and comment on each other's Instagram when the Instagram goes live. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, this was happening everywhere, all over the place, like probably a year and a half ago. So I was like, wait a minute, like everyone's getting hundreds of comments and I'm over here only getting a hundred instead of mm. 200. What's happening? So I joined a comment pod and I did it for about three to four weeks. And by the fourth week, I noticed that the energy that I was putting into mm. this comment pod was going towards other bloggers and influencers, which is okay. But what I wanted it to go to was the community. Mm. So I saw this like fork in the road where I could have this long-term strategy, which was to put that effort that I was putting in commenting gorgeous, nice on other people's Instagrams into the community, or I could keep going on the comment pod thing. So I decided to get out of the comment pods after four weeks. And I took all the energy that I spent commenting on other bloggers' pictures and put it into following my community on Instagram, commenting to them, engaging with them, DMing with them. And what that did is it's just grown my community into like this, this beautiful thing. Meanwhile, the girls that were in the comment pods I'm watching now a year later and they're all getting tired of putting all that energy. Mm. And so their comments are going down 
while mine are going up because I chose to, 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 you know, change Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's so many forks in the road on social media where you can take the quick money and do the, you know, fit tummy tea or sugar bear hair, or -hmm. you can really sit down, hone in on your strategy, hone in on your community and figure out what your strategy is. Mm. I think people get really lost in obviously seeing what other people are doing, especially if they have the comments, if they have the followers that they want. What would you say to people? Who do they have? Who would you go and talk to? What would you go and seek out? Like, where is the manual for the people who want to get really clear and get really focused on what they want to do on building their brand? I think the first thing to do if you're trying to get really clear on building a brand, and this is something that I did, and I, I tell everyone this because it's it's really this simple, is go to Rite Aid, get a poster board. And on the poster board, put all the colors that you want, pull fonts, um, cut out things in magazines. Don't do a vision board. Okay. You're doing an execution board. This is, I made up this Mm, word. This is a whole different thing. This is an execution (laughs) board. This is in front of your face and go to the fabric store and find fabrics you like and Mm. get glitter and sequins and put all of this on this poster board and actually build your website in front of you. So when you go to a web designer, everyone is on the same exact page of what's happening. Um, and just pull like almost make your own Pinterest board, but make it in real life. And I'll tell you the difference of of doing a Pinterest board and doing this. When you have something tangible in front of your face that you're walking by for six weeks and you're adding and you're creating and you're doing it, you're going to execute it more than if you just go online and make a Pinterest board. Mm. So I would start with creating your own Pinterest board. Bring that to a web designer. You want to look at the web designer's work before you de- decide to hire mm-hmm. them on, right? Because you want someone that's you know very good at branding. Have them build your website. And from there, get the app Snug, which is amazing for planning your Instagram feed. Pick your five colors. Mm. Stick with those colors. Stick with those fonts. And have the brand really shine through every medium. Mm. So, like, if you're on Facebook, the header needs to be like it would be on it. Like, everything needs to really be in a circle. If you're using purple on Instagram then don't use green on your blog. Mm. And and colors is just a quick example. I'm talking about fonts. Your pictures should be cohesive. You want to remember you're creating a brand. And when someone sees that brand, they want to know it's you. Mm. Well, on a macro level, <clears throat> that... I think those are, those are very concrete, like, strategies to mm-hmm. take. But I think, like, if, to dumb it down and to go... When you're thinking about creating a brand, and as, especially as an influencer or a blogger or a content... Mm-hmm. Let's call it digital content creator. Mm-hmm. If you have, if the intention going into it is to provide value to an audience or community and you, and that's what, you, that's the truth you hold to the entire time. And that's what you're rooted in is like, okay, what value can I provide today? What value is it entertaining? Are you inspiring? Is it learn Whatever it is. Then I think you're in a position to have a great brand. I think where the people are running in trouble on social media is it's more of like a, a me, me, me thing, right? Mm. Like this is about me. It's not about me teaching somebody mm-hmm. something or providing entertainment or, or some type of value. I think if you're an influencer or blogger podcaster and you don't go into the intention of providing something to the end user, then you're going to have a really difficult time. We always look, talk about this in the product space. You could have, if you have a shitty product to start with that doesn't provide any value, you're going to have to rely on a ton of marketing. But if you have a really, really great product that provides value to somebody, it's going to do the marketing for itself. Mm. You know, Michael just said something. Mel Gibson said this. He said, you want your movie. And I'm going to use Mel Gibson. I'm going to use Mel Gibson. No, we're going back to Mel. It all goes back to Mel. It all goes back to Mel. (laughs) You want your movie to either entertain, educate, or inspire Mm. someone. And if you can do all three, you're a master. So whenever I put anything out there, even if it's a tweet, even if it's an Instagram caption, it has to do one of those things or all three. The only thing I would add to Mel's list is engage. I think after you put that up and you distribute the content, it's really important to go sit down. And I do I do 45 minutes in the morning and 45 minutes every night, seven days a week for the last eight years. Wow. I engage. Mm-hmm. I like I I comment I answer their questions I cannot stand when influencers don't ask. like if you wear mm. a shirt on Instagram and you don't tell me where it's from when I ask it in the comment section shame on you like mm. you you have to like you can't that's what our job is mm-hmm. is is to engage and be social what have you found to be the biggest growth for your brand on social like what if, what strategies did you find to be like, kind wow. of that I I either want to inspire entertain or educate really with with what I'm doing with just posts and even with podcasts. Um, 
And that's just being super authentic has worked really well for me. But now I can see I also have to get some strategy behind it because that's where I can kind of fail is I'll just be like, oh, this feels good right now or that feels good right now. And what happens when it doesn't feel good is that I don't do it. So um, for me, that's been really big is just being as authentic as possible and as consistent as possible. Honestly, at the end of the day, consistency has been so huge for me because um, I've just shown up. What do you think the biggest pain points have been? Oh God, being on social media because it drains me. Yeah. Um. So like when you said you you do 45 minutes, I'm like, well, maybe I need to just get really clear on time blocking and being like, no, this is part of my job where sometimes what happens is I feel like it's with me at all times. So I'm really trying to, you know, cut out times for it. But I would say feeling like I have to be on all the time has been the most draining for me because I like to be completely off. I feel you on that okay. so we much. You and I can this. talk about this so much. I okay. really, really feel you. It's, <laughs> it's, and it's, it's hard to talk to people yeah. about it because you can't understand from an outsider looking in mm. how it, how it is. And I, when I say hard, I don't mean like woe is me. I just yeah. mean that there's no clock out. You know what I feel yeah, bad right? for, you, for you girls. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for for all the girls, but for you girls, you're both pretty women, right? But and so, you're, but on social media, you're done up and everything's perfect. Mm. That's that's the that's the presentation, and so sometimes you just want to roll out and like go get a breakfast. No, somewhere like Kim like, Kardashian said, sometimes she just wants to roll out like, with her fat hanging over her shorts and eat a churro. We'll, we'll be yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be out. <laughs> and we would all love that. I would love that. Listen, we'll be maybe it's a Sunday and we're out and we look like shit the next day and we're out right. and then like someone's like, hey, I saw you guys and you don't look like. It's like listen, <laughs> of course, like we're trying to put nice things on social media, but like you, you know the pr- give me a break, yeah. man. So I feel yeah. I feel bad because I feel like people have visceral reactions sometimes. I was like, oh my God, I saw you didn't look good. And I can see where the pressure would find. It's like, you don't have to put your makeup on every day. You don't have to put your hair up. Or like, yeah, we're not sometimes you just a celebrity. Wanna... I just want to be a normal person that like has this community. That's <laughs> why the strategy I take is I'll just look like shit all the time on social. So when you see me like, yep, there's, there he is. But it's hard, you know? I would, I would say to, to hit your point is that do you, first I would ask you, do you have a time cube? No. You got to get one. Okay. It's this little, and Michael told me about this, so I'm going to give him credit. It's this little $20 time cube that you get on Amazon. It's Mm like $15 and it's a dice and you turn it over and it's like five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So you can execute your time with this time cube. Mm. I can't explain why it works, but you put your phone away. Yeah. Pomodoro. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, the same okay. thing. It just comes mm-hmm. in a dice. Oh, excuse me. Get an all fancy with your words. I no. just call it a dice. It just comes in a dice <laughs> format, right? But that's, that's okay. So these things, you have to find what works for you. And I'm very like, I'm very tangible, like something like that, that I could just mm-hmm. turn over and would be in front of me and would have the numbers and say, I think that's what's really huge for me is what's happening is I'm like, I'm not done till it's finished. And that's killing me because some days finish could be two hours on social. Right. And your soul is like, my soul is like, Bleh, I call that. it a dementor. Oh, it's Harry bad. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It soul. So I think if I did, okay, 45 minutes and whatever's not done, what do you do? So are when those comments, if you don't get to all of them, do you just let them go? Okay. So you're not going to get to every comment. Got it. That's you're not going to be able to, but if you see the same comment being asked and asked and asked, you can either copy and paste, you can put it on your story and saying, I'm seeing a lot of this. You can tag the brand and the caption you just want to you just want to be paying attention mm-hmm. um i would would recommend that you wake up whenever you wake up do whatever you do for your morning routine and then you do 45 minutes of engaging on dms and commenting back but at 45 minutes you or whatever your time is maybe it's mm-hmm. 10 maybe it's an hour you got to stop and that's hard it yeah. is hard but at least you've put that time in it's like you said you've done so well because of that consistency mm-hmm. And if you do that in the morning at night, it's so helpful. Here's what I I think. At the end of the day, the reason that I have this platform is because of my community. And Mm -hmm. the second that I neglect that, I'm not practicing the slight edge, which means the reason that I have, like I just said, I have the Mm. platforms from the community. Don't forget about that. Some influencers, they start to forget the reason they have it is is because of that core community, that Mm -hmm. following. So I think to me, that's more important than any business deal, email, text message that I get all day, Mm, you know? That's so powerful. I feel like I I absolutely needed to hear that today because part of me is like, "Ah, I just want to disappear for a while. But when you actually put it back in, this is why you have everything. This is why you have the ability to create. This is why you have the ability to not only create, but to pivot if you want to do something different is because you have all of these people who are interested in you. How powerful is that? That's... That's so amazing. So everything that you guys have said, clearly you do so much self-work as well. It sounds like you do a lot of reading. It sounds like you do a lot of self-work. How much of your decisions and 
life depend on just intuition and making sure that you, the self, is taken care of? I think this it's a we just talk we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I do certain things, right? Like I'm a big reader and I, you know, I'm I'm de- I'm good in fitness. I stay on, stay on top of my health regimen, but mm-hmm. in terms of self-care, like I can let that go, mm-hmm. right? Like if I'm not meditating or I'm not taking time to eat healthy, like I can definitely let that go because I get stuck in the work funnel, mm-hmm. right? Um you know, some, sometimes it's discouraging. You sit down with entrepreneurs and they're like, oh, I do, I do this, this. I'm so on it. I'm on it. I'm like, man, shit, that's not like I'm sometimes I'm a workaholic. I don't know if they're, I think they're lying. Yeah, I think they're lying too. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's a lot. It's a lot to cram in. Um, but I do think that there are certain things, um, when it comes to self-care, like for me, I'll put everything on hold to sit down and read, not just for the benefit of learning what's in the book, but I take that as my time to like be quiet with my own thoughts and Mm -hmm. meditate i need that time to get all the you know slow down all the emails and all the interactions and just time alone and i think it's important for anyone to listening to understand that it doesn't necessarily have to be a set regimen like maybe it's video games like maybe Mm -hmm. not not unhealthy but maybe you want to play 30 minutes of games maybe you want to go on a walk maybe you want to work out there's just something where you have some alone time to reflect on your own thoughts i think that's really important to do on a daily basis Mm -hmm. to get the other opinions out of your head oh my god yes i am opposite of michael i uh, tim ferris said this thing once that just really worked for me he said what he does with anxiety because I get anxiety Mm. is instead of letting it get to the point of getting anxiety he does preventative measures to not get there Mm. and if I don't do my preventative measures it gets bad and Mm -hmm. so I have like very specific things that are Mm non-negotiable and I can be ruthless and selfish with my time Mm -hmm. when it comes to my self-care because I am not going to be functioning at my best if I'm not getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. like I'm just not it's Mm -hmm. I know myself I know my body I need sleep I need facial massage, which is very different. Mm. Uh, I had jaw surgery and I became really swollen and inflamed. And the only thing that helps get the inflammation down is facial massage. Mm. So what I do is, and this, this, maybe this would help someone out there who needs an hour to themselves is I book a facial massage, not a facial facial massage, um, once a week for an hour. I go in, there's spa music playing, everything is relaxed. The facialist, I go to I go to Mo in San Diego. She know she knows that that's my hour to work. I lay down, she does facial massage and I get 1 hour interrupt not uninterrupted. Phone is off on airplane mode and I can just do my emails mm. and sit there. So I feel like I'm passively multitasking. I'm getting that lymphatic drainage and I'm also getting an hour to myself with emails. So a lot of the self-care that I do is passive multitasking. And what that means is self-care can mean listening to a podcast while you're cleaning your house. Mm -hmm. To me, that's very meditative to clean my house. And so I also get that knowledge in. I always try with self-care, like I just said, to always be doing something that's productive with it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the trick. Mm -hmm. That's what I found works for me. It's like you still feel productive, but you're also getting in the self-care. So I'll walk to the coffee store and listen to a podcast at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm getting my steps in. I'm getting a little bit of sunlight. I'm getting some movement, but I'm also getting some knowledge. in. so mm-hmm. with self-care, if you're an entrepreneur, I guess I would say try to do something that you feel good about, but also do something that you're gaining something out of that time. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I love that. And I love that you shared that you have anxiety. So many people would so many people would look at what you guys are doing, at what so many different people who are successful are doing. And a lot of the women that I talk to, and I think it's because there's so much stimulation out there as well. Um, and just our brains are not meant to go as fast as we're going. But I deal with massive anxiety as well. Um, and if I don't do my stuff, I'm like, I I can't. Like, if I want to stay married, I have to make sure that I, that I take care of myself See? or I turn into like a freak. Like I'm, I'm a just, devil. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Devil. Like... I, I'm just weird like I was just a weirdo yesterday and I go to Chris I'm like you're married to such a weirdo and he's no, like go to just the go Korean do you. spa go to the Korean someone spa someone just told me that that's okay it's coming up in my realm oh, I have this Korean other spa. I have this foot spa that I go to and I it's like a hole in the wall and it's so ugly and you just lay it's there great. you can lay on your phone and they just like <laughs> rub your feet and it's perfect insane Michael <laughs> loves it he's smiling we love it we lied we lie to our staff and say hey we have a meeting at John and Peter's because- but it's actually the foot spa we call the foot spa John and Peter's so in our calendar it says meeting with John and because it's an They're uninterrupted like, hour. Right. Now we're going to have to come up with a new code yeah, name. Just in case sure. Crap. Yeah, crap. <laughs> we have a meeting with Chuck we'll and Ben. We'll just bleep that out. <laughs> like, Chuck and like, ben. damn, why do they have so many meetings with those guys? <laughs> These random guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what do you, do you guys do a lot of um, self-development? Yeah, I think that for me, my self-development is 
through podcasts, I'm constantly listening to a podcast. I'm cooking, doing my makeup, walking around the house, cleaning the house. There is a podcast on and it has to be something that has a lot of value. What's your fave? I love Gary Vee. I love mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss. I love um, Lewis Howes. Mm-hmm. I'm attracted to a very masculine energy and not in a way where um, it needs to be a female. I just like a heavy masculine. Like I would say you have a masculine energy. Like I'm attracted to like a heavy energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's usually probably like for a woman. I love the balanced blonde. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read a lot. I read every single night. I finish the night on which is probably not good. And you guys shouldn't do this on my phone reading. We're, no, trying, it's bad. we're trying to fix that. It's but bad. I do read every Just night. Just got to get those crazy ass yeah. glasses. And my husband <laughs> stimulates me a lot. He's he's constantly learning. So that mm. that always makes it interesting. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think that in order to perform, and maybe I didn't touch on this too much when I was talking earlier, but in order to perform in any business capacity, whether you're working with somebody or within an organization or you're working for yourself, like if you're not constantly looking to learn and to develop your mind, mm-hmm. you're going to get stagnant and you're going to stall out, mm-hmm. right? For me, like I have to constantly be looking for more answers. I have to constantly be learning. I have to look at new ways to do things, new perspectives. Tell and her about the stoicism book you read every morning. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of stoicism books. I, I like Marcus Aurelius um, mm-hmm. a lot and Seneca, but I think for me, it's looking the, the reason I like reading more than t- maybe listening to podcasts. Much and listen, I love podcasts, but reading really like I, I do this thing called the three book three, where you read three books at the same time, not mm, in one uh-huh. sitting, but like m- maybe a fiction book, maybe a nonfiction book, and then maybe something that's just light. And I like it because Can you give examples of what you're reading right now. Right now, I'm actually reading a book called Mastery by Robert Greene, mm-hmm. which is, he's a great author. Um, Ray loves him too. Ray, yeah. our producer. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ray. <laughs> and I'm trying to get on our show. But no, I like that because some, you know, when you're reading a nonfiction book, it's like difficult and dry to get through. It's still mm-hmm. really, really valuable content. There's a really book called Sapiens out there right now. And it's, but mm-hmm. it's a difficult book to get through. Um, but if you, I, I find if I read, okay, 30 pages of that, and then I pick up like a very light fiction book and then maybe some other book. I one I have three different perspectives in my head so it gets mm. my creative juices flowing and two I find that I can power through those harder books sometimes faster because you ever sat down with a really dry book mm-hmm. and you kind of just stop mm. because it's yeah. it's too it's too boring right mm-hmm. like it's, you, you want the information but it's boring so I find reading in that capacity interesting and it gets like I said gets my creative juices flowing and it makes me look at the world in a different way and it makes me perform better as a as a business owner mm. we we were both reading the same book we just finished it and I can't remember the name which is so bad when breath becomes air yeah that was a long that time was, ago well like a couple months ago that was a really really good book mm. if anyone's look, looking for a good book um, I like to read actually a lot of biographies big fan because I like to see how super successful people got to be where they are I find mm-hmm. that really interesting that. to see the history of that mm-hmm. when you find that so many of those people that you admire so much had a really really tough time getting there it's the best and that's mm. I think the most valuable part mm-hmm. of reading those books you say like, okay if they can get through it so can I and most of these people in history had it a lot harder than us I mean they didn't have cell phones they didn't have Postmates they didn't have Uber mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you want to take your fam- my latest biography though wasn't too historical it was your, Victoria Beckham listen you want to take your family mm. camping back in the day it's like no son we're gonna fucking get eaten by air by bears you know like you can't, <laughs> yes. we're not going camping you know now everyone's got these things that pop up and you can take the rv like you mm. want to go across the, you want to take a trip to italy nope you're gonna die yeah. along the way yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> you'll die trying to get there <laughs> so i want to know for you guys this has been a, a topic for my husband and i um a lot lately just because as you start to really grow and as you start to grow your business you can find that maybe you're not getting as recharged in some of your relationships in your life because what can happen is you can turn into kind of you you can turn into coaches sometimes as you start to you know get to know a lot of different people and if you're not like having those people who up level you how do you guys seek out relationships in your life that actually feel intimidating to draw you into where you want to go to pull pull you and up level you I am super like I'm super black and white here. Mm-hmm. I think that if someone is toxic mm-hmm. um, and I don't know exactly what you're referring to, if it's a friend you've had or a friend you want, like if someone's toxic, I don't have any time for it. Maybe I have not even toxic, but I mean like not necessarily talking about the level of things that you want to be talking about anymore. Like when you're transcending a bit when you've out, like maybe you've outgrown a conversation. So maybe you went yes. to high school with somebody. 
Right. And you guys or even a, not. Like I'm going to let you take this one <laughs> yeah. because you're, you have a couple of answers for this. Mm-hmm. I think you can be cutthroat. Well, listen, it's not about being cutthroat. I think mm-hmm. you touched on it in an elegant way where it's like when you've outgrown some of the conversations, we all know that one person that maybe you went to high school with and maybe you guys went out and drank and partied a mm-hmm. long time ago, or maybe you were talked about, I don't know, you know, things you talked about then and, they, and you know, they still want to talk about those things. And maybe you're on a career path that's, hey, I want to talk about new things or I want to talk about these new topics that I learned about. I'm interested in new subjects. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself being stifled by that, I don't think you need to necessarily like cut someone off or abandon them. I do think you need to spend more time seeking out people and mentors and people that can uplevel those conversations. And for me, it's not like cutting people out necessarily. It's more of spending more time with people that I feel teach me something new mm-hmm. or make me look at the world in a different way or make me appreciate a new topic. Like, I think that's what you, that's, that's how you grow as a human mm-hmm. being. Like, like, no, you know, if you would have the conversation I'm having in high school about, you know, girls and games and this, like, that's not so interesting to me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? I think your answer is really great. And I would say that, that my answer to this would be very similar, which I, I think of this like vegetables. Okay. If you want to lose weight, instead of taking stuff off your plate, you add to your plate. And I've talked to so many nutritionists about this and what you add is leafy greens. Mm. So you crowd it out. Mm-hmm. So if you have a plate of friends, that's food, add more leafy greens, mm. the mentors to crowd out the noise. And here's here, at the end of the day, here's the bottom line. You have a thermometer of energy. Mm-hmm. You can only give so much energy. You've got to figure out where you want to allocate that energy. And if someone's not contributing to that or they're sucking it or it's it's negative or it, it's not it's not it's not productive for either of us mm-hmm. I feel like you got to crowd it out well, what do they oh say God, that the... was so good can we just say how good that was that was awesome crowd vegetables don't crowd me out vegetables crowd it out don't crowd me out what do they say it's the things like that you're the sum of the five people that yes. you hang out with mm-hmm. most but that's tr- that's true right like you I can... hang out with Gary and Tim and Lewis and you yeah. <laughs> In your, in your headphones. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I'm like, uh, yes, me but yeah, that's true, right? Like you can look and say, like if you're somebody listening to this podcast and you look around, like look at the the five closest people to you and say, could I? And, and this sounds really terrible because like sometimes you need to cut people off, right? I myself personally, I've never understood like why if we went to high school together, why we have to stay together for life. Like that mm-hmm. that seems even crazier than marriage right, to me, me right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people that it makes sense for. But yeah, like take a look around, audit your friends, audit your, even your family and say, mm-hmm. okay, should I be spending more time with other people? Like if you look at a, a successful businessman or woman and say, I wish I had that, we'll start hanging out with people that have that, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the only way. Yeah. I mean, there's other ways, hard work, but you know, your friend Joe, who you used to like smoke a joint with in high school, is mm-hmm. not going to take you to the promised land. Bethany Frankel said, I never will forget this. She was in a fight with Jill Zarin, which is a million years ago on mm-hmm. Housewives. And she said, they said, just cut her off. Just cut her off. And she said, no, you don't need to cut people off. You can slowly back away. Oh, yeah. And they're, they, you don't need to be so cutthroat. Mm. You can just slowly back away. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if it's not serving you and, and you're not serving them, like it's not it's not productive. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you said, if you're spending more time with your mentors, if you're spending more time with those people who give you energy, it's kind of, I also think that that builds you up and kind of gives you this extra muscle where you can say no more often. Where before, if you're not hanging out with those people, you don't see the reason why you wouldn't be. And if you start to feel lonely, of course, you're going to go back to what was kind of half fueling you. So really, I love that just bringing more people in and filling you more up. So what is the most exciting thing in your lives right now like what is giving you the most life and energy for both of you i think for me so we started this podcast as a passion project we started it out of our living room right we mm-hmm. didn't know what we were doing at all we had minimal equipment if you go to listen to the early episodes it's almost cringeworthy I, i'm sure you know it. <laughs> mine are right? like when you first listen to yourself <laughs> you're like oh my god the audio is ec- i mean at one point we were kind of filming and we had a like my sister was a semi-co-host but she was not fully on camera because we didn't have the right equipment it's so awesome it was, it was cringy <laughs> um but we slowly over the last two and a half years have grown that grown that and the show's doing phenomenal now um but from there just seeing how the space works and our experience in the digital space. What I'm most excited about now is Dear Media, which is the the podcast network, which mm. you're shooting the shit about earlier. Mm-hmm. And having a platform where I can help other podcasters and specifically female podcasters shine and have and build their platforms as well. Like it's it's really great to build your own thing, but when you can help other people build their mm. things, it's a much more rewarding feeling. And I've gotten to the point in my career where I've 
gotten myself to where I need to be business mm-hmm. business wise and financially and now being able to help other people um, grow their platforms and meet their dreams is su- I'm super passionate about it right now. Mm, I love that. I would say that I'm most excited about two things. The first thing I'm most excited about is this year I've really dedicated to working on my business and not in it. Mm. That's been another thing that I've had this huge uh, transition with. Um, So I'm really trying to work on the bigger picture and creating that instead of just doing those these little micro things like returning emails and all these like tiny little things mm-hmm. that you get caught up on. Another thing that I'm really passionate about is I have a secret Facebook group. It's called The Skinny Confidential and it's this community of women. There's like 35,000 women in there and it's nothing to do with me, right? Mm-hmm. It's them connecting, them doing meetups, them hanging out and it's it's so much bigger than me and I sit back and I look at it and I'm like this is the reason I started blogging. Mm-hmm. It's like like they can go hang out and they're so like-minded and it's just it's just so amazing to watch um so those are the probably the two most exciting mm. things in my life and my chihuahuas but that's like no they're always exciting i probably should have said my wife right yeah <laughs> what about you know what we're just gonna say whatever <laughs> husband and wives are like together we're just gonna assume that it's all great and you know that's the most exciting lauren just assume it's great okay <laughs> I don't love being described as great, though. I could use another adjective. Maybe yeah. d- dust off your thesaurus. Legendary, phenomenal. Ooh. Legendary in the sheets. Breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> Breathtaking. All of the above. Yeah. Stunning. It's so fun interviewing another couple. Gorgeous. Like, it's really fun. Perfect. <laughs> I just remembered Ideal. something about earlier, and this is like backtracking, sorry. But I, I, I can't remember where I heard this, but it just came into my mind. They said that you want to hang out with three types of people. The first... Someone below you doesn't not not status, but just um, someone you can teach something to, mm-hmm. you know, right? Mm-hmm. Below isn't the right word. Okay. Maybe someone you can mentor. Someone you can mentor. Someone go. you can teach, right? <laughs> someone you could give something back to. Then you want someone on the reason on in an equal level, right? Like that's your friend. You shoot the shit. You have the same mm-hmm. things in common. And then someone that you can learn from, right? Someone above you where you can look up to them and learn from those. I think if you have those three types mm-hmm. of people or multiple types of people like that in your life, that's where I think you find yourself fulfilled. Oh, amen. I think that's so powerful. Yeah, and no high-maintenance friends. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no time. Like, life is exhausting enough, especially running a business, that you just, you have to find those people who it's an equal energy exchange, or I we can't. Like, my husband and I both are at this point where we're like, cannot, no. And it's, it's crazy how once you start giving, you know, all of your energy to things that you love, to your community, to the people who are really fueling you back, again, it's kind of like you're crowding your plate again with really good things. So it makes it easy to let go of those things that aren't because you start to say this doesn't really I'm not losing anything and even the backlash of possibly losing something doesn't matter anymore because now you're at this level with all these different people who also understand and who are also there to help you through it totally and if you dread going to dinner with someone don't go to dinner with them it's that simple Mm -hmm. that's oh my god this was like our whole year like literally it's just it's literally that simple to look Mm -hmm. at it if you don't want to do it don't do it Mm -hmm. i learned that the hard way michael bostick you don't want to go to dinner anymore (laughs) she's like we can't go to dinner anymore honey (laughs) um so what is not fun right now what is not as so many things aren't fun (laughs) i like there's so much there's so much behind the scenes that people don't see being an influencer there's so Mm. much spent on the business that i don't get to create when i would rather be creating um there's so much time spent in my email inbox i mean i would say like uh, michael always says this and i'm gonna steal the line since you stole a couple of mine but you're constantly putting out fires as an entrepreneur it's like every day is another new problem and that gets me off and i'm obsessed with it and it fuels me but at the same Mm. time it's not like smooth sailing every second oh my goodness yeah yeah i think also like what what can become challenges one I look at that as, again, more hurdles. I don't look at that as not so much fun. It's just part of the territory, right? If you're you're a business operator, Mm -hmm. most of the day is spent out dealing with problems or issues or solving problems. Um, And those could be good problems, right? It's like maybe you're trying to get this offer done or you're trying to get that deal, you're trying to get this, whatever it is, it's it's usually putting out fires. It's not smooth Mm -hmm. sailing. That's in any entrepreneur journey. But I think what's not fun is trying to balance out when it's time to work and when it's time to be in a relationship right it is not time to work at seven o'clock in the morning when i just opened my eyes just so you can take note of that no i think that that's that's (laughs) difficult with any couple right and Mm -hmm. i'm sure you've experienced it with your husband like when is it time to turn it off but when you're so immersed in it maybe maybe you're at a point like i want to talk about it right now and he's like no i don't 
and, right. then, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think those are challenges that we have to navigate through and they're not fun, but they're, they're going to come with the territory that we mm. both decided to commit to. Mm-hmm. We have a place too that we go. We have this one place that we go two times a year that's down in Mexico. And it's this place that we just really disconnect. And I think if you're in business together, you have to have that place and mm-hmm. no one can tell you what it is, but uh, maybe you have a restaurant that you go to that you just you just connect as a couple. We have a restaurant in San Diego that you're not allowed to talk business at, Cafe Chloe. Mm. So you just have to find those places. You're like, what the hell do we and talk then, about like, here? And then like, don't ask about <laughs> posting an Instagram when we're having sex, you know? Yeah. Well, what the, <laughs> <laughs> but I think also, you know, maybe as you scale an operation, like certain people, like what's not fun is some people aren't you can't scale with them right and so there's people that get left Mm -hmm. behind i have a really difficult time letting go of people Mm -hmm. um and we've had to let go of like friends or family that are close to us within those businesses that's never fun Mm -hmm. uh, because i'm empathetic to to them as well but you know that's all part of the journey as well it's like all that all that non-fun stuff is part of what you need to go through to get to the fun stuff Mm. oh my god okay last question but i could ask you guys questions all day long um i feel like i'm just now getting to the questions that i really want to ask you so we'll have to do a sequel um what is going to have to change in order for you guys to get to the next level that you want to go to for me it's so simple that question i gotta stop doing the micro stuff and Uh, really focus on the macro and mm. really learn how to delegate and lead the team Mm. yeah i think to get so self-reflection here honey no Can't wait to hear it it's really Love a scaling our moment. own individual abilities right and mm. you can only do so much up to a certain point by yourself as a as a business operator right or even on a team right you can only take on so many tasks you can only do so many things and i think both of us have really operated um at a high level as individuals for a long time and now as we build out teams and organizations like okay how do we scale all of that? And th- that's going to be the learning curve. And that's, but it's going to be required to get to the level that we want to go to, which is a much bigger level, right? Like that's just, that's just how it is. Mm, how about and, mentally? Anything going to have to change like mentally with your self-talk or with my sleep? Mm. My sleep is not uh, the way that I sleep. It's like the phone is or computers in my face until one in the morning. And like the way I wake up, it needs to be a little bit more strategic. Um, but I think it starts with the night before. Mm. So I need to work on that. Okay mentally it's just understanding that you that i can't operate so compartmentalized and by myself mm-hmm. right like my my partner calls me rogue nation right she's like nobody you can't just be working on your own from eight o'clock at night till midnight or from seven in the morning till 10 without letting the team know what's going on right mm-hmm. and I, I tend to operate and kind of go off on my own and on these tangents and doing my own thing because that's worked in the past and now it's like okay how do I communicate this to the organization? How do I communicate to everybody involved and get everybody fired up with the same vision that I have or at least aligned in the same direction that I'm aligned in? And in order to do that, I have to change a lot of my behaviors and I'm not there yet, but I'm figuring it out. I would say that you could add a couple pieces of kale to your diet too and maybe mm-hmm. some self-care. Just a yeah. sprinkle, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, maybe my wife could help me out with that. I'm basically starving over here. I brought you a bar. <laughs> Where'd you find Made that of bar? kale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that wasn't technically my last question because I want you guys to whatever's on your heart, whatever you would like to say to a maybe entrepreneur who just feels stuck right now or any last words that you want to share just about honestly, just about anything. Last words. How's that feel? You're going to me to go first. Yeah. I think that so many people are scared to take a leap and if I could point to one thing where I've, like I said, had setbacks, but have found the most satisfaction, I don't even want to call it success, I want to call it satisfaction in my life, is that I'm always somebody that'll take the leap. I always look at anything I'm a part of as that it, it's already going to be a massive success. Mm. And maybe that's, it sounds crazy to everybody else. Like, it, you know, when I told Lauren I wanted to do a podcast, she was like, what are you talking about? And then we did it. And then when I said, hey, I want to do a podcast network, she's like, I don't know. And we did it. And I think, you know, I want to create beds for jets. People, I don't know. And we did it. And I think that if you have a vision in your head and you have the the drive and the confidence in yourself to push forward, you can accomplish anything. But you mm-hmm. have to be willing to take the leap and you have to stop guess, second guessing yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop asking permission and just go. The worst that happens is you fuck it up and you go back to whatever it is you're doing now. And I've always looked at life like that. And at the end, like I, you know, when I think long term, I don't ever want to get to the end of my life and say, man, I wish I would have done that thing I wanted to do. Like I always want to live life on my terms and I always want to take the leap. And if I could 
give any kind of, and I'm not inspirational, but any kind of message like this to anybody thinking about taking the leap, just take the leap because you can always go back Mm. and you'll regret it if you don't. Mm -hmm. Mine really aligns with Michael, which is not surprising because we're married and teammates and that, that is just do you be you Mm. be to the tune of your own drum ever since I was little I've always done things on my own terms which is why I was a horrible employee Um, (laughs) but you just you put your blinders on stay in your own lane focus on your own shit stop scrolling through Instagram and do life how you want to do it and yes you're going to get haters that's part of the game that's part of life and you're going to get your parents opinion that's part of life too drown it out focus on the end goal be a visionary Guys, I feel like this was like such a life-giving conversation and I just needed to hear it so much. And I know that everybody else did too. So thank you guys so much for coming on. And if you loved this podcast as much as I did, you guys make sure you go and follow them. Where can we find you? Follow you all that good stuff. Well, first of all, you guys have to listen to Lori on our podcast. Yes. We're doing a collab. (laughs) Um, You can find me at The Skinny Confidential on Instagram and our podcast is on iTunes, The Skinny Confidential, him and her. And I'm just Michael Bostick, and you can check out, you know, any female creatives out there looking for to create a podcast, Dear Media. You can mm. just check out Dear Media Studio and um, DearMedia.com. Mm. Thank you guys so much. I'm so grateful for you and just who you are and how you show up in the world. And I'm so excited that we met. Like, just I feel like I got to talk. I'm surprised to so this many didn't happen sooner. People, I know. Well, now's the perfect divine timing. So, you guys, make sure you share this episode with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, all I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. 
and it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Real Estate's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthday.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community without an online community you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement which is what i know that we're all after and you can build trust or monetize your audience when you get community right not only does your audience grow faster but so do your sales but where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.